0: You want to hear my trip? Yeah, let's hear about it. You really want to hear the trip? Yeah. What part of it? Start from day one.
1: Welcome back to Jack Daniels Presents This Life Ain't For Everybody, the Breaking It Down Edition with Chad Belding and Alex Crosby, the most listened to, no bullsh** podcast ever to kick off a new year.
0: Almost 14 million people.
1: It's the biggest party of the year. On part one of this special Breaking It Down two-part edition, Chad and Alex will explore their emotions and dig into their deepest, darkest fears.
2: Let's sidebar Why don't
0: you want to get in to golf, I just don't enjoy it, even if you it's like a way to ruin a good walk.
1: <laughs> Chad and Alex will face the reality of time and how they will cope with age.
2: Are you gonna eat frosted flakes every single day of the week, or do you dip into some fruity pebbles cereal. every once in a while? I don't need cereal.
1: Will you get into it? You think when you get older, not a chance, really? No, no way. Alex will be brave and confront heartbreak.
2: I don't know if you know or not, but my dog had to be put down while you were gone, and I've been really depressed. No way. Oh, I'm sorry, dude.
1: Chad will defy evolution and save fashion once and for all. You laughed at it when you saw me walk in wearing it.
0: This is an authentic 1980s Levi jean jacket. And then I did all this cut and sew and patches on it. I feel like
2: we had a better generation of people probably because
1: of that. Jack Daniels proudly supports This Life Ain't For Everybody, the Breaking It Down edition, and wishes you all health and happiness in 2024. Now, let's begin part one of this special Breaking It Down two-part edition with your hosts, Chad Belding and Alex Crosby.
0: Did you get a job yet?
2: No. Just one word answer. <laughs> well, I mean, Still it's nothing. a pretty straightforward question. I've been gone
0: six weeks. You know that. I've been gone 40 days.
2: Yeah? Nothing? Does it feel like 40 days?
0: And 40 nights. I'm wore out. I feel pretty good, though. I got the gym. I'm first day back. I got here five minutes before you did. Got stuck in a storm on a mountain path. Kind of a weak storm. Just now you got stuck in a storm? Yeah, just now. Going Where'd over you, where'd you drive now. back from? Rockies. Chico. Oh,
2: you were close.
0: You want to hear my trip?
2: Yeah, let's hear about it. You really want to hear the trip? Yeah. What part of it? We'll start from day one. Last time we saw you on this show, I think you left the next day. It was the next day, right? Yeah.
0: I left here and flew to Dallas through Vegas. And did two and a half days of SIG Sauer training. How was that? Machine guns. It was awesome.
2: I saw you shooting some like belt fed machine gun or something. Clint showed me a video.
0: Yeah. Jason St. John was showing, was teaching me literally how to group with a machine gun, sniper guns. How'd you do? I rocked it. First round. Not so good. Then second, third, fourth. I, I was addicted to it. Did you see how fast that belt goes through there? Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. Those guns are awesome. The handguns were awesome. So I did that. Had some great times with Jared Woodward, Jason Wright and Jason St. John at SIG. And then I flew from Dallas to Lexington, Kentucky through Atlanta. And I did Walker Bueller's celebrity golf tournament for Major League Baseball for two days. You played golf? No, I drove around with Walker. (laughs) just had a blast. You never swung the club one time? Just had a
2: blast. Let's sidebar him. Why don't you want to get into golf? Why would I? Well, you were playing with Bo Jackson this summer. I didn't play i'm just saying you you were there while he was playing
0: these are occasions that why wouldn't you want to have a set of sticks and be able to play a little bit i don't enjoy it because i'm not good at it at all and it's Uh just frustrating you go out and lose balls you don't i've never really practiced it i'm not saying that it's not a hard game it's a very difficult game
2: will you get into it you think when you get older not a chance really no no way Not Uh even if you had some time to dedicate to in the summertime, getting decent at it. Summertime is all
0: about beach for me. I need the beach and the water. I just don't enjoy it. Even if you, it's like a shitty way to ruin a good walk. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. And I had fun on the course, you know, driving it and hanging with Bo and and all of that stuff. But man, I'd much rather hunt. And then that time of year in the spring, turkey hunt, and then fishing, and then summers, beach and pool and chilling.
2: Not a quick round in the morning, and then do all that stuff. Get to be proficient at golf, so when Bo's there, you just play with him, and then you can be like, "Yeah, Bo and I played the other day. Walker and I played the other day." I think Ted Nugent plays a little bit of golf.
0: Does he? I don't know.
2: You I made, made, I point made point. that last part up because oh. I couldn't think of a third person. I'm saying no way. I don't, I don't know. I think push. it'd be. I think you should. I know you have a set of clubs at one point you, you wanted well, to I had play I have some lefties and
0: righties I don't even know which way I go
2: Would you used to bat that sounded weird that was weird yeah which, where, where'd I you go a, in
0: the locker room <laughs> last time I hit a golf ball was with Bo I hit I took about five strokes on the driving range in chipping range and I did good I, what, mean I and I was swinging right handed were you a batter uh, right handed batter, or left-handed? left handed left Left, So now i got to turn around because nobody ever had left-handed clubs, and I surely wasn't going to get any. Uh, and then Colt McKibbitts came up here with Charlie Warner from the Niners, and we went and hit balls at, at a course on a driving range, and I was smoking the ball right-handed. Did you go to the GSR? No, we went to Red Hawk. Oh, nice. Is Colton a golfer? He can hit the ball, dude. He's an athlete. his clubs like seven feet long? Because he came up. His whole life he played baseball. Then he got a huge growth. He wanted to be a major league baseball player. Then he got to be
2: 315 pounds and just, he yeah, played six, good six. Sunday. Did you watch the game?
0: Yeah. They won again, but they still gave up 29 points. I know. But to Phoenix. They had a couple, yeah. They put it on him. So that golf okay, tournament. Okay, so was golf tournament, awesome. Awesome. go back, yep. Yeah. That golf tournament was fun as And half. where was
2: that? Kentucky? Yeah. Is that where he lives? Yeah. Is that why he likes all that Kentucky bourbon?
0: Yeah. It's right there. That's right in the midst of it. A lot of them, but we don't mention those on Jack Daniels Presents. This Life Ain't For Everybody. Well, We we
2: can't just believe that everyone only drinks Jack Daniels. He He enjoyed that single barrel that you brought over there. Why can't we assume? Well, you could assume that. But I mean, are you going to eat frosted flakes every single day of the week or do you dip into some Fruity Pebbles every once in a while?
0: I don't eat cereal.
2: Well, apply it to something else in life. Are you going to only drink Coke Zero? You're never going to throw a Dr. Pepper in there or anything? throw a Dr. Pepper
0: in there once in a while. So there
2: you go. What is that? This is a probiotic soda. It's good and good for you. need you to switch over to something like this what are you
0: repping that now (laughs) no not at all i don't know they have them at costco and they taste pretty good so anna Anna flew in to kentucky and went to the tournament with me and then we got in the truck and drove her truck she drove up from georgia and we drove from her place or we drove from lexington all the way to a little bit west of milwaukee how far is that Oh, it wasn't bad seven hours or something and we and then we filmed there for 10 days eight and a half nine days something like that with travel wisconsin and joel and the whole crew out there and we did everything in wisconsin we did went to a cheese curd factory and we learned how to make cheese curds and cut them and i did all of that i did the cutting and the did you fry any up yeah and they fried them oh, right there they're on good side. fried
2: dude
0: they did them right there could that be the worst course. food in the world a fried yeah. cheese curd. Yeah, because they're so good, you eat more than oh. one, and it's fat, covered by fat, cooked With bread, right? And <laughs> with with, with bread, It's almost like
2: a donut, fried bread with then sugar smeared on I top of it. I bet your cheese is a little bit more healthy. Than I would bet you it is, too. Yeah. God, they're good.
0: Did that. We did a roasted chicken night, which roasted chicken is like fried under pressure. It's different than fried chicken. It's way, way more moist. Has just – it's a lot. Is that those broaster chicken chains that are kind of in that area? Is that what that no, is? No, these are like every – there's like bars that specialize in it around there. Really? That's yeah, a style.
2: Did you have any boiled peanuts?
0: No, that's a southern thing. Oh. That's a southern thing. But I had stuff that was – you know, cheese curds up there are big and walleye Huge. fries. We did a Friday night fish fry. Walleye? a badass place that – it's called Buck Lane. Buck – I can't remember the name of it. Buck something Lane's. Walleye, the, the menu was unbelievable. Cheese curds, of course. They have bowling alley connected to it, so we got the bowl. Bubba challenged me and I smoked him. Like, literally. Do you smoked. bowl left-handed or right-handed? Left-handed. Do you hook the ball or you go no, straight, straight I'm a down? Power bowler. Just Bubba's straight, straight and hard? Oh, yeah, just straight but oh. blowing them up. Bubba's good too. Bubba played good.
2: Did you guys, either of
0: you, break 200? No, we were like 180s. Oh, nice. But I hadn't played in years, and then our contest was. To see who could throw the most strikes in four frames. And I bust, I smoked him on all that. And then he just kept trying to go, well, let's do a double or nothing. Did he have to do something in return or what was it for? It was it was for $1,000. And he said, oh, no, done. And then he didn't pay me. Really? Imagine that. Yeah. Why would anyone bet $1,000 on Remember the when I did that push-up contest at Sons of Nevada? Yeah. And then another guy didn't pay me? Yeah. Total dork. Right. Still. Are honest. you upset about Bubba not paying you? No. I'm just glad that he knows who the real athlete is.
2: That's all you need is the bragging rights, or maybe you should add him, like, jump in a nice
0: cold river or something. He would do that. He would. Bubba yeah. does ice pass. Yeah. I yeah. love cold yeah. dipping. Do you? Cold dip? Cold plunge? Nah. You don't? I've never done that. Have you been drinking a lot?
2: No. Not at all? Eldorado Christmas party, I got hammered. You did? I don't know if you know or not, but my dog had to be put down while you were gone, and I've been really depressed. And What happened? Got sick. How? Well, he had that, I don't know, he had this Cushing's disease thing. And, uh, so we were treating him for that, you know, that was like a long term thing. And one night I gave him his medicine and he ate dinner, like, or, you know, ate his food and he, uh, he kind of, he jumped up on the couch with me and he was acting all weird. I knew like something was wrong with him and he started like, you know, dogs, like kind of throw up. Yeah. He started doing that, but he wasn't really throwing up and he did that for a while. And then he like late in the night, he threw up and i thought he you know he was gonna be okay threw up like a bunch of just dog food and stuff and uh crawled up in bed with me went to sleep and i was like the next morning i was i'm gonna call the vet and just see called the vet took him in there this is gonna this is gonna screw me up i shouldn't even brought it up but he uh he had aspirated and got pneumonia and they said his immune system was so weak from that other thing he couldn't make it. His lungs got messed up? He breathed in his own vomit, and it gave him pneumonia.
0: So, they had to put him down right there? Right there. No way. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. Yeah. How old was he? It wasn't even six. So, let me ask you that in that species. Is that common when because of their lungs and their breathing? And I mean, because I, I've heard people say they need to quit breeding that dog. Because of
2: their short nose. I didn't know that. <laughs> I know a lot of other things that can be wrong with them. And when we took him to the vet, because he was- he seemed like he was just like not feeling good when we took him to the vet. And the vet was like, it's very common for these dogs to do what he did. He'd thrown up a hundred times since I had him. Right. You know, he was the type of dog that, you know, if he ate his food and then you messed with him and he ran around and, you know, he would throw up, you know, or he whatever. He'd he He's thrown up a hundred times since i had him. But for whatever reason, the time he did it there just
0: freaking got him. So do you have another one? I had one before. So this was pecan. Yeah. So what's the normal long lifespan of one of these? What is it? Is it a French bulldog? Ten to
2: twelve years. Yeah, French bulldog.
0: Damn. And when
2: was this? Not even a month ago. Why didn't you tell me? You didn't say a word to me, dude. I've been a mess. No shit. Nothing's been good. Oh, dude, it's fucked. Sorry to say that on the air. Oh, you can. I mean, we've said worse. Yeah. I'm literally choking back tears right now. I, dude, it's, it's just bad. It is. So was there
0: anything that could have been done that you could have prevented it when you saw the first stages of it that evening? I didn't even
2: know it, dude. He didn't even like I said, he he a hundred times I saw him do that. You know, he was like like he was trying to throw up. You know what I mean? And it was just he was like that forever, like I said. Like he would eat and like when he was a puppy, he would eat and you know, he would get like energy from the food obviously or whatever and he would want to play and if you played with him too hard he'd throw up right he would just he'd throw his food back up like if you took him for a a long walk in the you know and it was warm outside he would come in and drink a bunch of water and he'd puke up the water you know just like somewhat normal like dog stuff i see my german short hair do the same stuff you know what i mean so that night, like I said, he jumped up on the couch and I, he usually would just jump up on the couch and fall asleep. And he kept like moving around and moving around and moving around. And I was like, he must not feel good. And then, like I said, he started like gagging, I guess is what I would say it is. I don't know what he's doing, but he, it was like, he was trying to throw up and nothing was coming out of him. And, you know, at the time I was like, I wonder if I should take him to the emergency vet. Cause you know, this is eight o'clock at night, nine o'clock at night. But it was like, I dude, I'd seen him do it. A hundred times in his life. And then, like I said, when he threw up everything, then it was like I could tell like he was like relieved. You know, he threw up all that dog food and water and stuff and probably his medicine. You know, that's probably what made him sick was, you know, you're supposed to, you know, they're supposed to eat right when they take this pill that he was on. And he did. But, you know, maybe it upset his stomach or whatever. So, it was like when he threw up, then it was like he was okay. Like I said, jumped up in bed, fell asleep, slept all night long, got up in the morning. You know, I had him go outside and go to the bathroom. And I was just like, I'm going to call the vet. Because I could tell, like, he was still, like, a little bit off. But he wasn't throwing up. He wasn't doing anything. So, you get to the vet and they
0: say his immune system isn't going to make it.
2: No. So, he gets to the vet at 8 o'clock. It's the first appointment, 8 o'clock in the morning. And... They said, uh, leave him here with us and we'll run some tests on him. So that's eight o'clock in the morning, right? 11 o'clock in the morning, the vet calls me and she's like, hey, he does have pneumonia. Apparently dogs have seven lobes in their lungs or maybe just pecan did. Maybe they have eight. I don't know what they have. But she's like, hey, three of the seven lobes of his lungs are, you know, pneumonia is fluid in your lungs. So three of of his seven lobes um, have fluid in them we're going to keep him in an oxygen kennel and we're going to start him on this IV steroids and antibiotics. She said he might need to go to the emergency vet tonight and spend the night because we don't let this is just at his vet. She's like, we don't have dogs spend the night here. Right. And if he needs to stay in this oxygen kennel, then he has to go to the emergency vet and spend the night there. She said, but I'll call you at like five o'clock and then you come get him. if, If maybe he can go home or maybe he's got to go to the vet i'm like cool she called me back at two o'clock and she was like he's not getting better he's getting worse and i was like fuck and so i drove down there and she was really cool you know vets don't want to tell you that you have to put your dog down uh-uh. but she was like he's getting worse she's like do you have pet insurance and i'm like no and she goes well the animal hospital is like 2200 bucks a night i mean he might need to be there for a few nights and i don't care i said great Fine. I don't have kids, you know. I I have money. Right. And I said, "Yeah, that's fine." And she just like looked at me and she goes, "Well, let me tell you what they're going to do to him. They're going to push this thing down his nose into his lung. She said it almost always causes respiratory arrest, so they have to intubate him and put him into a coma, and then he's got to stay there and you got to hope that the antibiotics can beat off this this pneumonia and she said and given what his immune system is like from this Cushing's disease she said he can't beat it and I was like no so what do I do she said come look at him she takes me in the back dude he looked like a fish out of the water like taking these little tiny breaths in this kennel and I was like dude no it's just suffering just suffering Fuck. she actually was like do you want Jilly to come down and I said I don't want him to suffer one more minute
0: damn so yeah. what is the mindset a month into it of a death of a dog that we all know that dogs don't live as long as we do and it sucks when you lose them but to lose them because i lost you know i lost chance no oh, yeah. yellow lab of leukemia at four and labs will live until they're 12 13 15 you know right and that kicked my ass i couldn't even go in i had to, melanie had to go in and put him down so how what's the mindset with you of can he be replaced right away? Have you already started looking? Are you only gonna stay with that breed? Do you want another dog when you have to like you know what I mean? Like it's kinda like a relationship. You break up yeah. and it hurts, but you you probably find somebody else. Duh, 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 everything happens for a reason, kind of deal. I agree. Like he could never be
2: replaced. Right. But I have to do something. And it's funny, I talked to this lady the other day and she got me off.
0: You're all right, I'm you know, listening. I know. Take your time. I didn't know we were going here today. Me neither. Which makes it worse. So this chick was like, you got to
2: replace that love that you had. <laughs> and I I think that's what I have to do because I'm literally a mess, dude. I feel like guilty about how sad I am. What do you mean? Like, I literally know human beings that have passed away that I'm not like this broken up over. And that sounds terrible to say, dude, but- a dog like him, dude, like he was, dude, he was in my truck everywhere, you know, slept next to me in bed every day, freaking, you know, I get home from work I, or I would go get him and go home from work. And literally he was just right next to me Where all the time he? on the couch. Where did he stay when you would go get him? He would be at the restaurant or whatever. Oh, really? Just we used to take Brazil? him to work. You know, Jilly would take him to work every day. I would pick him up, and then you know when I was doing the ice cream thing, my office was at the restaurant, right. so he was there. So you know I was basically with him 24 hours a day, and he was he, he was just a cool dog. He didn't you know there was never a time that you were like, "Dude, get this dog away from me." You know what I mean? There's certain dogs that you're like, "Okay, you know I've had enough of this dog," you know jumping on me or freaking whatever. He just was chill. dude. laid around, you know, rode in the truck, sat on my lap half the time I drove the truck it just was a great dog and I can't replace him but I think I have to get another dog because I literally dude I can't sleep at night really can't you haven't been sleeping Tylenol PM every night and I have to listen to him I have to put music on I'm so used to him snoring and like it's the dude so he's the
0: you've had three before this right yeah
2: he's the best dog I've ever had for sure out of every dog I've had but like right now he's the first thing I think about when I wake up and the last thing when I go to sleep.
0: Damn it, dude. I know. And it's dude, it's so brutal. Why do you feel guilty though? You just feel guilty no, because I feel, you have like I said you I haven't just, missed other humans as yes, much as it is. That's not a feel. That's not a guilt. Yeah. The only guilt that would come in is if you felt like you could have prevented it, but you could Oh enough. no. No, no, no. Yeah.
2: There was nothing I could have, I would have done any, like, like I said, when she told me I was 2,200 bucks a night, I said, I don't give a shit. No, that's fine. You know, he could stay there a month, you know, I mean, he obviously wouldn't be able to, but if so, if she would have said, Hey, for $10,000, he'll be fine. I would have given her $10,000. There
0: was no. So do you think that you can replace him like right away or do you need to wait and let that pain go away?
2: I don't think it's going to go away. Really? Yeah. I, I, I think I just have to like focus on
0: another dog. You know what I mean? would it have to be the same breed is that the only breed you want to be uh, you know own right like right away i was
2: like i'm getting something else you know but i had my first french bulldog was like 12 years old when she died you know so it's not it's just a fluke thing i really do like them. i've had now i've had so i've had a french bulldog for 18 years you know very different ones but for that long and, you know, I had a, a German short hair before, but I just don't chuck around like I used to. And it it's like you got that kind of real high energy dog in a backyard or in a kennel or something, you know, for even if you hunted a lot during the year, nine months out of the year, they're stuck not hunting. You know what I mean? You can take them for a walk
0: or but they want to hunt. But but instead of doing that, why don't you get a lab that a pointing lab that is a great pet? too? Yeah, I
2: mean, I thought I thought about a lab. I thought about some other stuff, but I'm going to end up getting another French bulldog really yeah that's what you want yeah
0: i don't know why i don't know why either it they're just, great though they, but they always seem to me like they're suffering every I, time i'm around them it seems like they're they're breathing certain, is a good. certain
2: ones are i mean i had him checked out right when i got him because there's like a surgery they can do and open up their nose and throat and stuff but the vet was like he doesn't need it and they're the dog that i just described dude he'd jump in my truck and rip around you know and he had little bouts of energy and stuff but dude he slept probably 20 hours a day and that's what they do and
0: i mean okay well let me ask you this playing the devil's advocate what is fun about that they don't retrieve they don't hunt they don't swim they don't they can't run they can barely walk because they can't breathe and they sleep all day because they're tired all the time because they're breathing so heavy no, no, no. Me, they sleep what all what the are the time benefits? Happy. I understand dogs are awesome. I hate that you lost Pecan. I had no idea. But why? Why are they a good pet? What b- makes them a good pet? I know that you're going to say they, they're loyal. No, they but get, most dogs. are. Yeah,
2: they got a lot of. They just have a lot of character, and they're just cool, man. I don't know. They're just a. They're a cool breed of dog. That yeah, they don't. They don't really do anything, but
0: that's kind of cool for you know. Wait, though. I'm waiting. I want. You can't just say. Why do you hang out with Chad? Oh, because he's cool. You can't. You got to describe, or you got to give me well, like an idea said, of like what makes it, like, him cool. Look at. I mean, like what made him a best friend of yours? You think
2: about you're hearing a 43 year old man cry on here, thinking about a dog.
0: <laughs> think how cool he was. Yeah. So tell me, I want to know. Like, I don't know. What makes a dog cool? Like, when you ask me, like, what makes Axel cool? It's his little wheeze. It's his, like, oh disposition his yeah. and how he turns it on. When you take him into the blind, he becomes a different animal than you were laying on the couch last night with him. And you're just like, I want to, like, this dog is amazing, right? Like, you, you, you find that you have those certain experiences in life. Not every dog does it to you. No. Not every dog gets close to me like that. Like, I'm nowhere near as close with Duff as I am with Axel. Or slasher is he or any of them? Axel is like this, like that dog for me. He's like that once in a lifetime dog. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, they, uh, like
2: it's hard to articulate like what it is, and, and and like you know, you could say, man, you know, Axel retrieving a duck a hundred yards blind. You know, but then you said it yourself, dude. He lays on the couch with you, and that's what's cool, right? Is like, I mean, oh, we we, we both awesome. have we both have girlfriends or whatever. Yeah. I'm not saying, but like, Jilly works a lot, right? So when i go home you know there's a lot of people their dogs are at their house and they're roaming around dude my dog was glued to me you know if i was watching tv he his head was on my lap he was sleeping you know he was laying in his window bed looking at me sleeping you know if i ate dinner he would sit on the chair with me and freaking you know drool all over me looking for a freaking bite you know and then, literally, you'd be like, okay, let's go to bed. And he knew. He'd get up. He'd go outside, take his last piss, come inside, get up on the bed. You know, had a blanket that covered where Did he, he slept. Do you have a ramp for those kind of dogs? Yeah. They well, run up later, a ramp? later on. When he was young, he would jump up there. But they say it's really bad to let him jump down. down. I think you said yeah, that, too. Down is not good. So, I bought him stairs. He used to sit in this window box that we have he had a bed up there and he could watch out the street you know watch all the other dogs and stuff and so i got stairs for that and then stairs for bed but yeah dude jump up in bed freaking want you to pet him for like two or three minutes and then you'd be like okay go to bed and he'd be freaking sound asleep sawing logs dude and like dude then if he heard something like Ow, he had this little like tiny light. bark freaking you know a cool little bark you know if he heard something at night he'd bark and then
0: yeah it was just dude rad we're going to break here for a few commercials. Thank you all very
1: much. Alex, Pecan's paw prince, will forever be in your heart. He's
2: the first thing I think about when I wake up and the last thing when I go to sleep. Damn, Damn it, dude. I
1: know.
0: He knew you were his guy. Uh, Rest in peace, Pecan. Lear,
1: Flaskap, and Mickey Thompson Tires salute you, Pecan. Thanks for a lifetime of memories and for choosing fur over wings. Chad Belding and Alex Crosby will return for this special two-part breaking it down after these words from our partners. God bless.
0: Hey everybody, you know we are a huge fan of Jack Daniels, not just their product, but their mission, their culture, Lynchburg, Tennessee, the people, and we want to introduce you to the Jack Daniels Single Barrel Program. Join us at jackdaniels.com and learn about the Single Barrel Program, visiting Lynchburg, Tennessee, participating in a barrel tasting, a whiskey tasting, picking your favorite flavor, whether it's the burn in your mouth, whether it's the maple, whether it's the different combination of flavors that you are going to experience in each of the distinct bottles of Jack Daniels Single Barrel, you're going to be able to choose the best one, your favorite one, and purchase that entire barrel. It all comes bottled in individual single barrel bottles. You get your own hanging name tag, brand tag, your logo on it. You can give them away as gifts. Go knock on the door of a landowner and say, thank you for letting me hunt your field. There's so many options with the Jack Daniels Single Barrel Program. We're proud to be part of it. We have introduced it to so many of our friends and family across the country, whether it was at a business, whether it was at a duck lodge, whether it was at a conservation event. It is truly an awesome program. Learn more about it at jackdaniels.com, the single Single Barrel Program. We've been involved for the last five years. I'm looking at two of my barrels right now. We just got our 2023 barrel in the Single Barrel Rye. Absolutely mesmerizing. My brother Clint's old fashions with it speak for themselves. It's the Jack Daniel's Single Barrel Program. Check it out. Learn about it. I hope you decide to visit Lynchburg, Tennessee and get your own barrel. Thank you very much.
1: Looking for a high quality truck accessory that's built to last look no further than Lear. With over 50 years of experience in the industry, these guys know what it takes to make your ride look and perform its best. Whether you're looking for a fiberglass or aluminum cap, a hard or soft cover, or accessories to customize your truck, Lear's got you covered. Their products are made with only the best materials, and their innovative features provide added convenience and security for truck owners. Head over to Lear.com to explore their range of products and take your driving experience to the next level.
0: Have you heard of the fun button? Flask cap has reinvented the way we use tumbler cups. Everybody's got a tumbler cup. Come on, let's admit it. This tumbler cup is different. The matic lid is different. The six, the nine. Nobody wants glass in their boat. Nobody wants glass anywhere because of what can go wrong. If you go into your buddy's boat and glass breaks, that's a no-no. So you got your mixers in the cool. You might have a two liter of Coca-Cola, classic Coke Zero. You might have some club soda in a plastic bottle or a can, stuff that doesn't break and get glass that's nasty and will cut your feet up like no tomorrow. The flask cap allows you to store your spirits your jack daniels in that matic lid and with one touch of that fun button it disperses a shot into your mixer down there with your ice your coke whatever it is you can have vodka you can have gin you can have tequila we choose jack daniels tennessee sour mash whiskey and you have your cocktail for the day Remember to enjoy it in moderation. Never allow underage drinking. Be safe. But Flaskap supports the culture of the American outdoorsman, the American outdoor enthusiast. And they keep it safe, they keep it ethical, and they keep it fun. The entire brand, the culture, the messaging is exactly what we're all about here at The Foul Life. We're proud and honored to be teamed up with Flaskap. Check them out at Flaskap, F-L-A-S-K-A-P.com. And you are going to be so happy and take pride. Get your name on it. Get your logo engraved on it. Again, it's all about moderation. It's all about safety. Be careful with that fun button. One is enough. Two can be a lot of fun. Three is way too many. But you're going to keep that glass out of the boat, off of those beaches, and you're going to have a blast consuming alcohol through the Flask Cap. Again, thank you for supporting FlaskCap. I'm Chad Belding with the Foul Life Podcast and the Foul Life Television. Thank you all very much.
1: Time to rejoin today's Breaking It Down therapy session. I
0: feel better talking about it a little bit. Well, you should. Look, we're trying to figure out life's problems right now. <laughs> Therapy's good.
1: It's healthy. If you want to be included in a future Breaking It Down therapy session, please write all of your problems on the back of a $100 bill and send them into the show.
0: It's it's a special occasion type of deal. That's just awesome to to know that you get to experience that. that's cool.
1: A special thanks goes out to Traeger Grills and American Almond Beef for feeding our stomachs while Chad and Alex feed our souls. Now, back to the boys.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things where... You never want to face it. Like losing anybody that's close to you or, you know, you feel for people when they, when they love, when they lose loved ones or friends or pets like this, but it's obviously it's part of life. But the unexpected part of it is how that went down is what sucks because you didn't have time to prepare. So there's part of death that's like my dad died of a massive heart attack in camp and went doing what he loves. They say, right. He died automatically instantly, but still I wasn't prepared for it. No, nope. but then other people are like, well, do, would you rather have him in hospice and in But I wish I would have just got 15 more years with my dad. He was only 54. Right. I didn't have time to prepare for that. You know, like if they said a year ago, Hey, like pecan's sick, you got an extended amount of time with him. You know, like when your dad got diagnosed with cancer, you start living, you start visiting more, you start making sure right. and you pray for the best outcome possible. But it's a weird mindset of like, what would you rather have? You want your dad to die automatically like mine did just because he was doing what he loves and he died hunting. Like, I don't want that. No, I don't want him to suffer, obviously, but you always want more time. And that's what's hard about losing pecan is that you didn't have you, you you know, you could have been an easy vet visit right. done healed healthy back in the front seat of the truck rolling that's what dude, and that's what sucks and that's what i never got to say it but dude
2: so that first phone call i'm like so what made him sick she's like we can't find anything wrong with him so it literally was what we've kind of determined was that either just as medicine made him sick and and then he threw up and had happened what happened. But like I said, he'd thrown, he'd thrown up a hundred times in his life. So maybe it had happened to him before. And he, when his immune system was healthy, he could fight it off. And then this time it happened and he didn't have that immune system to fight it off. But yeah, like you said, dude, I, I, I wish it would have been just a, oh yeah. You know, he had a stomach bug. Here's your $500
0: vet bill. And oh, of course, you know, see you later, you know, but yeah, didn't, didn't work out that way. That's the shitty part is that you don't. Not being prepared, car wrecks, motorcycle wrecks, freaking accidents, like not having the time to prepare and mentally accept it. Because like Jim Shockey, let's take, for example, his wife was you know diagnosed a year and a half, two years ago, and she was only supposed to have like three months. She lives, but she got so sick and so weak, and they had to watch that. Yeah. And they accepted it. They had time to, to grieve. They had a time to, I guess grieving takes place after, but they had time to realize it and to understand it and say their goodbyes and show all their love and know that their mom was going to a better place and, and all of that. Right. Like, but they still had to see the mom and their, and and his wife get really frail and sick at a young age, Mm -hmm. which would suck to remember her like that. So it's a hard. Like, which one would you rather have? Like her die automatically of a heart attack one day working out and they didn't have time to prepare for or to watch her do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. To go through that. That's a weird part about death with me. Is like we're all going to die different ways. But which one? The people that are left on Earth are the sad ones. Right. The one that's dead doesn't know. They they have no clue. Right. Right. But it's all about like, what do you want is like you would would you have wanted a year with pecan to accept the fact that he had a terminal illness and you had to watch him die right or is it better i know you're going to be sad either way but like what how would you have rather him went because all dog all dogs die yeah they're going to get all of us die you know it's a it's a weird it's it's a a different way to think Mm of like what would you rather have you don't want anybody to die obviously right you don't want him to ever go but the nature of the beast is that we all do right
2: yeah i wish that It's funny. A a friend of mine passed away when I was young and they were Catholic and they had an open casket. And that's the only image of that guy that I can ever think about, which is bad.
0: Yeah, that's the weird. I have the
2: same thing with Pecan. I held him in my arms when they did it. And that's all I can think about.
0: But that's good, though. Yeah, that's a good thing that you did that. It's not a good memory. No, but it's good that you did that because he wouldn't want anybody else holding him while he's going through that, even though he don't know. Right, you know he's oblivious to it, but there's still that connection that you wanted to be there for that part of it, even though it sucks. I didn't do that with Chan.
2: I didn't do it. That's what I wonder if it would have been better because the vet was like, "You don't have to. You know, we can we can just do it real quick, and you don't have to." And I I made that other choice,
0: huh? Why'd you choose to? I don't know. Do you think you'd feel better now if you didn't see him go? It's a weird deal. It's it's a hard a hard decision to make. Of. Would you have been better off not seeing him close yeah. his eyes? Would have been the big question. Like I said, dude, that is what I see at night. my way when when down. Eyes. How's How's Julie taking
2: it? She She's very sad too, but she's got a lot filling her plate right now. You know, this time of year with the the way yeah, the restaurant I mean, business was, is, they're just slammed. Her so had the Grinch. Yeah, her first. We went. We went coyote <laughs> hunting the weekend after it happened and uh, she said holy shit you know being home alone that sucked you know like she had a day off I wasn't there he's not there she was you, feeling it yeah and you know like it took me a, you know it took me a little while to clean up all his stuff but I think that's what you know bothered her is seeing his food bowl and so then I you know I cleaned all that stuff up and she went to vacuum the house and she got real sad again because she was seeing all his." shed, you know, shed hair around the house, for, which is normal, you know, for a dog. And she got pretty sad. So we're both pretty tore up over it. I, You know, I, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm worse, but I feel worse. You know, like I said, I can't sleep or anything. It's just like random thoughts, you know, just come in my head and make me sad. It's just it's bad. I don't but know if it's
0: bad. I think it's, it's not bad. It's, it, it, it's normal. It's I just, think It's healthy. Yeah, I think it's a healthy way to live life. You you have to face that. You have to go through the grieving process. You have to continue on with life. You know, everybody's like, "Oh, your dad's been dead for 15 years. He died on August 9, 2006, dude. It's been it's been 17 years since my dad's been dead." That's crazy. Yeah. Right? And it don't get easier. You think about it all the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, you don't you don't fall out as much as I don't fall out as much as I used to. You know, but it never ever gets easier of the what is I mean, my dad right now would barely be seventy. He's my dad's age. He's yeah. my parents' age. Yeah. yeah, they graduated. They all went yeah. to school there.
2: Yeah, they're they're seventy. They're, yeah. or I guess
0: they're seventy one now. And that's not that old. No. It's getting there. True. But dude, you could live healthy for a long time if you choose, even though we've had conversations that you don't think we should live past we're fifty five. That's what you said without with modern, dad. modern medicine, without modern medicine. But yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think that dad, he was barely here. He's 54 gone. That's four years from now for me. Five years. I'm 49. That's five years.
2: Right. That's it is weird thing. when
0: you, th- when you think of that perspective. Yeah. And pray that, you know, I want to be here. I want to live. I want to see Alyssa grow up. I want to have good friendships and good times and doing the things that we get to do. But man, it's like, you just never know, dude. You just never freaking know, dude. I mean, like you said, accidents.
2: How fast that happens to people, and you could be gone tomorrow. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: You want to change the subject? Yeah. <laughs> Do you? No. I, I mean, talk about pecan all day. I had no idea. I can't believe you didn't tell me. I'm not sure why anybody didn't like. I would have sent you a little gift. I'm a pretty like
2: unemotional guy, oh, I and, know. and it's not my first. This is not like my first dog that, you know, I've had many dogs in my life and, and all of them good, right? I've never had some dog that I didn't like. And, you know, my first dog, dude, I had, he was 15, I think when he died, you know, I had him like my whole childhood and then I got my first hunting dog and I, she was born the, on the same day as me and I had her for her whole life for 14 years. But it was, it, it was, like you said, it was just different. Like I just saw her get old and like different yeah. i remember fighting off like i would always be like hey when she can't jump in the truck anymore i won't take her chucker anymore cuz like you you know when dogs get old man you'll see you'll see it or you've seen it and you'll see it too it's like they want to go hunting but their bodies can't handle it anymore you know what i mean And chucker hunting, well, duck hunting's hard too, but it's like, you know, I would take her out and then she'd limp around the house for like three days later and I felt guilty, but she'd see me getting my stuff ready to go chucker hunting and she'd want to go. So I'd bring her and then I'd be like, well, I'm I'm not going to bring her if she can't jump in the truck. She jumped in the truck till she was like 10 and then, but she still want, so then it's like the last few years of her life. And then, you know, one day it's funny with her, I was going to have her put to sleep and she just was. She would always eat, and she would always drink, but she was just losing all her weight. She was just old, you know what I mean? yeah and then one morning, freaking she had passed away in the night. great, dude. I probably cried one time, you know right then,
0: but you weren't <laughs> were you attached to her like you were pecan?
2: yeah, but different like she was a she was an outside dog, you know she was a she was a hunting dog. I would yeah. try and bring her. What in about the house. your last
0: f- French bulldog?
2: yeah, different though, like I had her for like ten years. There's parts of her that were the same, but like she was a pretty, she it was a she was I don't maybe this has nothing to do with it, maybe it has everything to do with it. But she was a female, but she was like pretty independent. You know what I mean? Like right. she wasn't glued to me like he was glued to me. You know what I mean? And I like if she was in the house and I she would go sit on the other couch or she would go in the other room and lay down. I'm like peacon never left my side he would go outside go to the bathroom you know sometimes in the morning he'd be out there sunning or whatever but for the most part he was just right there next to me she wasn't like that so much but the other thing is i was out of town and she when she got sick but she was also 10 years old but she got sick my parents took her to the vet just for like a routine kind of a thing too and they were like oh she's full of cancer but she was 10 years old or 11 years old so is that a pretty good life? Yeah, expansion? that's normal for them, right? And so that's what was kind of like that's normal. You know? So it, you accepted it. But easier. I wasn't there, so I wasn't there either. So my parents had to But you know, were you closer with Pecan than you were to her? 100%. Why? Yeah. I don't know. He just was a great dog. Like I said, he just it, Did part, you love pe- her like you love Pecan? Oh yeah. You were attached to her somewhat. Oh, yeah. She I she's still the background on my phone, you know? Like when I open my phone, it's a picture of her. What was her name? Anna. Anna. But he was – yeah, he was just different, dude. Yeah.
0: It's crazy. It's crazy to be that attached to a dog. So, how long do you think you're going to wait? How do you um, get a British bull – or a French bulldog? Do you have to – are there certain breeders across the country? Can you do it locally here? How, do you, how Yeah, do you, you
2: know, them? your sister sent me a, a lady here that has one, but – My who did? Not your sister, your cousin. Christy sent me a lady that has one here, but he – he looked really small to me. And there are certain ones that are, their legs, you know, are really small and then they can't do anything, which, you know, I liked the dynamic that I had with Pecan. You know, I'm not out, I'm not walking every day and stuff like that. You know, I would take Pecan. We had this little route, you know, it was probably like four blocks and that was about his threshold, which is great for me. I, you know, I'm not a walker. So, I passed on that one, which was a local dog. And then, well, I fa- so I found Pecan on Instagram and, uh, the dude is funny. You know, the dude, we like message back and forth and, uh, I didn't realize, but he was in San Diego and he said, you know, he was like, well, if you want him, you know, you could come take him this weekend. I said, well, I'm in Reno. And he said, perfect. I'm delivering his brother to a guy in Las Vegas. And I wrote him back and I'm like, well, Las Vegas is eight hours from Reno. And he said, I'll give you five hundred bucks off if you meet me halfway from Vegas to Reno. So I drove from here to Tonopah and picked him up at that Chevron gas station. Really? And yeah. is that crazy?
0: Six years ago. That makes me cry. <laughs> Should. It's healthy. Nothing wrong with it. But yeah, ride, drove. Dude. He. he uh, so your first ride with Pete <clears> on <throat> was from Tonopah back to Reno. Yep his first experience with you was hawthorn and he,
2: and he slept the whole way i i drove like two miles out of town i tried to get him to piss in this park and he wouldn't go so i just threw him back in the truck he, he literally slept the whole way and th- this is before jilly and i lived together so we went to jilly's house and uh we were going somewhere and uh i think we were going to dinner and she was like i'm gonna go uh I'm going to go get ready or whatever and I was just I was laying on the couch with him and uh he literally just came up and laid on my face and passed out. And I got the picture on my phone of him and that's just that was him his whole life was like just like being next to you. He knew you
0: were his guy. Yeah. Was he as close with did he treat her the same as you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I
2: mean, she always said, you know, he loves you more than me and I would say 90% of the time, like, he would sleep next to me in bed and, or, you know, he'd sit on the couch next to me. But, you know, Jilly brought him to work every day, you know, every morning. And uh, he loved being at the restaurant shit. And, you know, he had his own dog bed and set of bulls and all that stuff at the restaurant. And he would go to the Sparks one. And, you know, they got that big field in the back. He would play in that field. And they had that dog store next to him. So there's always dogs around him and stuff. He was just, he got along with all the dogs and never got any fights or anything. But yeah, he was definitely my dog, you know, I would say. Probably because he was a
0: boy, you know. Yeah.
2: Probably bonded with me a little bit more.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, I've seen boy dogs bond with girls sure. just as much. Sure. Probably I just. So did, what did you do with him? Did you get him cremated?
2: Yeah. That was him.
0: A- what are you going to do with his ashes? That was hard? Oh, my God
2: pick it picking him up
0: it's wait. so they don't you, the, the vet drops him off and takes <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And then you go, they get, took the, him, they you took go get him they took in the box yeah so i just had to go pick up the box dude you got to sprinkle a little bit of ashes in the chevron parking lot when we go through for spring draining <laughs> it's first time you ever met him somewhere in yeah. Tonopah anyway i still uh <laughs> i still have my uh
2: short hair i was never able to get rid of her doubt i'll be able to get rid of him
0: you don't think you'll want to do anything with the ashes Ah oh, man, I wanted to. Where are they now? <laughs> Sitting in that window he used to sit in. In the urn?
2: <laughs> yeah. He had this spot in the yard that – I don't know. Are you supposed to break up ashes or are they supposed to stay together?
0: I don't think – I think you can do whatever you want. Oh. I mean, there's got to be more than one special place.
2: <clears throat> I was going to put him in the – he always used to lay in the sun in the yard. I was going to put him there, but – In the backyard? Yeah. We'll see if I can even do anything with him. It's fucked. Sorry. <laughs> you don't need them. I probably dropped the F-bomb 40 times in the vet's office. <laughs> and I told her the same thing. I was like, I'm sorry, but I guess that's how I deal. They were actually really cool because I, uh, I heard a sad story that, well, I'll just tell you. Barbara's mom had to have one of her dogs put down a while back. And she said the worst thing was, you know, she's sitting there sobbing and she's got to go out and pay the vet bill. And I was like, I don't know why but i i I could feel how that would suck. I've never had to do that right but I could feel like you just lost your best friend and and then you're paying the the bill for it you know like I think that's lame when they did peek on the the vet was like, hey, don't drive till you get yourself together and she's like, and you walk out of this room just walk right out the door she said don't you know stop just go get in your car she said, we'll send you a bill and uh you don't need to worry about that right now. Which vet is this? That sounds awesome. Southwest Vet Hospital. And it was, dude. It was like, like they all knew, you know, what was happening. It's a small office. But when I walked out, there was two, you know, like there's two girls that sit at the desk taking people in. And they both just, they didn't say anything. They were just, it was
0: cool. You know, it was like they knew that I was hurting. So and when was, you brought them in, she said you need to come back. He's not doing good. That's what you didn't know when driving over there that you were going to put him down right then or did you have a feeling you were? I came from the Reno restaurant
2: on Virginia. I came north on Moana. Southwest Vet Clinic's right there on or north. I was going north on Lakeside. Southwest Vet Clinic is on Moana right there by that Italian restaurant and all that stuff. Palace of Jade, you know. Right when I got in the turn, I almost got in a wreck. I got in the turn lane on Lakeside Moana. I started crying because I think I knew. And I freaking turned right in front of a black Porsche uh, Come Cayenne. Come Dude, I, I literally, I don't know how we didn't, I, like, I, yeah, just, it hit me right there. I was like, he's not going to make it through this. I just knew. I don't know why. I didn't think about it the whole drive over there. I was like half a block away and it hit me. I was like, fuck shit you
0: had no idea driving over there until you got close no i
2: literally because i like she kind of had prepared me that he was going to the vet the other vet place that night yeah which i understand and and it's funny because i had several conversations with jilly and my mom and you know because i'm like i don't i don't want him to go to that vet place overnight like he don't want to be there you know so like if he can come home you know and then i'll bring him back or i'll do something other than i don't want him to go to the those those emergency vet clinics are they're rough you yeah. know what i mean so i was calling everyone and i'm like dude you know how do i get him to come home you know aside from trying to find an oxygen kennel you know and uh but it was funny is like my thought was like i just don't want him to be there by himself when he's not feeling good and stuff but at the same time if that's what he has to do then that's what it is going to do you know what i mean i'll and Yeah. So I was prepared to just take him to the other vet clinic, you know, like, and, and it would have sucked that he would have had to spend the night there by himself, whatever. But so then she tells you when you get there. Yeah. Then she, she, I I know that she knew already, you know, she knew he he wasn't, he wasn't going to make it through anything. You know, it was like, dude, he died like that. It was like, there was no, he was fighting to live. He was dude. He didn't even, he didn't pick his head up when they brought him in. And it was like I feel bad that there's a chance that he spent most of the day suffering, but he was at the vet. I mean, what what could you do? You know what no, I mean? That like ain't, that ain't on you. Yeah. So I was prepared to do the other thing, but it was weird that it hit me right there. That it was like that that ain't gonna work. Like he, I didn't know that it was gonna happen, but it, something in me knew. Like, I don't cry. You know, I typically I'm not an emotional guy. And to just start crying, they didn't tell me, hey, he's dying. Get down here. They were like, hey, he needs to go to the other vet clinic. I was just going to pick him up and move him. And, yeah, it was weird the way it happened. Damn. Dude, yeah. I'm sorry. Man. Rest
0: in peace, pecan He was named after the famous Basque drink. Yep. that's so popular at Basque establishments across this part of the country. Santa Fe, Louis, Overland, Ormachia's, The Star, JT. Bruno's has a Bruno's pretty good one. Bruno's a little pecan, yep. even though it wasn't known as a Basque establishment. The Winnemucca Hotel. I What's that place we go to in Chico? Basque Norde.
2: Yeah, that's a good one.
0: Yeah, the pecan.
2: Because it's a French liqueur, and he's a French bulldog. That's a good tie-in. Yeah.
0: French Basque and Spanish Basque. Yeah. But that... that I don't know if I like the drink. I love them. You love them like you love the taste of them. Love them. There's no way you love 100%. them. hundred percent. But you can only have one. No. Maybe two at the most. Elder Grotto
2: Christmas party at six. I was home. I was home in bed at probably 830. Six? That's Maybe fast? six. I've been a mess, dude. I've been a depressed mess. Did I, Bell I, I'm, go? I'm, I'm afraid. Yeah, I haven't heard from you at
0: all. It, Let me see the last time I corresponded with you. I text you on Thanksgiving. You've been busy, dude. I get it. No, you didn't tell me anything. Did you tell me about him? No. I'm seeing the last That'd time. That'd be I very think. hard for,
2: you know. Yeah, we text each other on Thanksgiving. I know that's the last time we spoke. Besides a couple group oh, texts about some... Where are we going? Group texts? Baseball dinner. Oh, bowling dinner.
0: Pants. Did you get us? Crosby, we text on uh, December 6th. That's after. I sent you the pictures of me and Will. You said oh, so we, badass. Oh, I forgot we talked about Will. Tell Thrill. Tell uh, Thrill I day. wanted to Hello. talk
2: about that. See, so you got me all sidetracked talking yeah, about my dog. Doing? We didn't even finish your trip. Can we do a two-part
0: episode? We can just do one, and yeah, we'll break it up. I guess we could kind of... Go to commercial break here or end it.
2: He's the best dog I've ever had, for sure.
1: Out of every dog I've had. Every dog I've had. Life is precious. Make the most of every moment and let those around you know how much you care.
2: You're hearing a 43-year-old man cry on here thinking about a dog. Think how cool he was. Hug your
0: dogs. All dogs go to heaven, Crosby.
1: Dogs are the most amazing creatures. They give unconditional love, friendship, and loyalty. They're true role models for all of humanity. Jack Daniels, American Almond Beef, The Provider, and Cowboy Choice Feeds encourages you to treat your pets the way you desire to be treated yourself chad and alex will return after the break Stick around.
0: Gator coolers. The drinkware, the coolers, the 45, the 70, the 110, on wheels. Keep that meat fresh. Keep those drinks cold. Ice for days. The retention, the design, the attention to detail, just how cool they are aesthetically. It's just a great American brand out of the great state of Louisiana. The McGeehe brothers, my boy Brian. They are kicking butt. The official cooler and drinkware of the Foul Life television and the Foul Life podcast. I can't say enough. I love opening a Gator cooler and seeing it full of our bound. Wings on if we're traveling. Possession limits only. Everything ethical. But I love eating wild game. And I love making sure that it's fresh. And that's exactly what a gator cooler allows the hunter or fisher to do. I don't take it for granted. I travel with several of them in our trucks and trailers. We have snacks in them. We have drinks in them. They come with cutting boards. They do not leak. They do not allow air into it. Their design is absolutely perfect. And they are reinventing the way that people take care of their food, their bounty. And they support Ducks Unlimited, California Waterfowl association so many conservation agencies across the country you can find them at the nwtf convention in nashville tennessee this coming february 2024 as part of our booth we don't go anywhere without gator they are cold-blooded down to the core the official cooler of the foul life television and the foul life podcast get you a gator for this season i promise you it's going to keep your meat fresher i think lighting is everything i don't like being in the dark i don't even like secrets being told That's kind of keeping you in the dark, isn't it? I don't like setting up decoys in the dark. I don't like looking for anything in the dark. Turn your headlights and drive down the street. Obviously, it's impossible. Lighting is everything. A well-lit room, a well-lit hunt. They make your decoys look better when that sun's shining on them. Mallards perform different and we perform better and differently when we have our rigid light bars, all of the rigid lights on our trailer, when we can see what we are doing, setting up our blinds, concealing our blinds, setting up our spread, exact distance from a fence or a tree line that we want to be, when you can brighten up the night, brighten up those early mornings, I'm telling you, it makes your hunting success go way up. The odds are in your favor when you put rigid on your trucks, in your bumpers, in your light bars. Check them out at rigidindustries.com. I can't say enough about their LED technology. It is the best. It's often imitated, but never duplicated. I know you've heard that before, but there is nothing like rigid lights, R-I-G-I-D. You'll find them on all of our Corning Ford Fords, all of our rigs, all of our trailers, on the noses, on the sides, on the back door. When we turn on our lights on our trucks and trailers, we ignite the field and we ignite the hunt. And that's exactly what Rigid Industry does. It ignites our passion for the outdoors. The official LED light bar and lights of the Foul Life podcast and Benelli's The Foul Life TV. See them in action right now, exclusively on the Outdoor Channel. Brand new episode, season 15 of Benelli's The Foul Life. Thank you so much, Rigid, and thank you all for supporting the brands and partners that support us. We've had the provider mentality for a long time. Growing up and watching, dad and mom cook wild game whether it was an italian lasagna or a spaghetti i watched in awe and i couldn't wait to be old enough to do it then we got to travel and meet all of these different chefs at all these different lodges in argentina and uruguay or paraguay or arkansas or missouri or chef mark Lindsay, who here on the podcast this life ain't for everybody a lot up in minnesota at trappers landing part of the reeds family of brands And I started to learn so many different unorthodox, out-of-the-box ways of preparing Mr. Billy Bogey's Smothered Deer Steak at Prairie Wings Duck Club in Arkansas or the Duck Empanadas at Duck Guides of Argentina. And they all became part of the Provider Cookbook. The Provider Mentality At providerlife.com Our rubs Our original 10 in the ultimate pack Including the swine And the flaky The spawn The drop time The foul The crosshairs The Brit The dragon The Sonora Then we introduced The brand beef rub And the mother clucking chicken rub And you can find recipes At providerlife.com. Check out The Provider TV On the My Outdoor TV app TV, Part of the Outdoor Sportsman's Group And the Outdoor Channel Family of brands We got more coming We got so much more coming Good luck out in the field. Good luck out on the rivers. I hope you get those wild turkey nuggets in that pickle juice right away and get ready to throw down with some different rubs on them. The Provider Lifestyle. We're so honored to live it. Thank you, Lord, for letting us be outdoorsmen, hunter, gatherers, conservationists, and providers. Again, theproviderlife.com. Thank you for visiting.
1: Thanks for tuning in and listening to part 1 of Jack Daniel's Presents This Life Ain't For Everybody the Breaking It Down Edition with Chad Belding and Alex Crosby.
2: If you were to google that, you would see that it is a definitely it's discussed.
1: Frankly, it's a bad show. It's definitely
2: spoken about <sighs>
1: blowing them up. Catch all archived and new broadcasts of Jack Daniel's Presents This Life Ain't For Everybody the Breaking It Down Edition with Chad Belding and Alex Crosby on SoundCloud, iHeart Spotify and thislifeainforeverybody.com or wherever in the hell you stream podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hug your dog and adopt a pet today. Happy New Year.